guys from architects so it'll be great to kind of get this conversation on the road how you doing i'm doing excellent how about you i'm doing great just so everyone knows uh, this is patrick from my side and uh, i'll let you introduce yourself as well all right i'm uh i'm lumi i'm one of the uh the founders of architect um in case anyone here does not already know the team that engineered architect is trivium uh, so that's us. You may have seen us around elsewhere in the cosmos. Um, but yeah, we're uh, an NFT and DAO platform, basically just um, a general Web3 community tooling place. No, that's awesome to hear. Um, just so everyone knows, uh, Jaden, if you want to introduce yourself as well, we have Jaden from our side. Great to be here, everybody. My name is Jaden. I am the uh, director of growth over here at Jackal. Pleasure to be here with everybody and uh, looking forward to a productive couple of minutes here. All right. So we kind of wanted to open up this space and just talk about how we're going to be partnering with Architect in the Archway ecosystem specifically. Sorry, my brain just kind of fell apart there for a second. But um, just to kick it off, we'd love to kind of hear from the Trivium guys where you got the idea of building Architect and what's the vision for what you're looking to build. Yeah. So. Um... To start off with, we started our, our journey in Web3 actually on Secret Network, and uh, we did a lot of building there. And, um, you know, Secret Network, like any Cosmos ecosystem, it has its pros and it has its cons. Now, some of the pros are uh, the privacy, the private metadata aspect that it brought to NFTs. Um, and we, we really liked working with NFTs. Uh, there's a lot that we think we can do to it. However, we wanted to bring this to archway um in uh because it provided a couple unique things such as the the devenue model uh which is going to be really really great for DAOs. however there are some things that we have to give up along the way there and jackal also originally emerged out of secret and um we got in touch with them and realized hey wait a second uh jackal can actually provide a lot of stuff over ibc uh, that we can make use of that really brings in those things that we gave up when we uh, moved away from secret for this platform. Um, so uh, some of the things like um, having private metadata, for example, that's uh, going to be really important in some applications for NFTs. And uh, Jackal is going to be the uh, the engineering side behind uh, behind that. And that's going to let us accomplish things like that. No, that's great to hear. And uh, for everyone that doesn't know about us, uh, I'd like to kind of give a, a quick little breakdown of, of what Jackal is and what Jackal does. So Jackal is a layer one blockchain as well in the Cosmos ecosystem as Archway, which Architect is building on. And what Jackal does is we are a cloud storage blockchain. So you have the ability to store data. So uh, data that's traditionally stored off chain in on back on chain using on chain permissions and having a, a decentralized physical infrastructure network, which is pretty interesting for other applications in the space, whether it's in Cosmos or whether it's outside of Cosmos on EBM, for example. But kind of back to Architect and your decisions for your tech stack, I'd love to kind of hear a little bit more about uh, Archway in general from, from the perspective of your team, number one, and comparing Archway with other chains, like how does it stand out? Um, why are is your team specifically and other teams kind of excited about Archway? And then we can kind of uh, bring it back as well. Yeah. So Archway, uh, it's 
very similar to other Cosmosm chains since uh, it is, you know, in the Cosmos ecosystem. However, the thing that really sets it apart that we love is uh, this thing called the Devenu model. And essentially what happens is you can select an address to receive a portion of the transaction fee for anyone that interacts with a contract. Now, this is very, very useful for uh, devs that are looking to monetize their products. But also, let's say you have a DAO and you want that DAO to have a nicely stocked treasury. You can set it so anyone that interacts with any smart contracts that are associated with that DAO, maybe your DAO even has like an NFT series that uh, acts as governance or maybe a token that acts as governance you can set that so whenever anyone interacts with those contracts it in turn funds the treasury of those DAOs. so that can ensure the long-term survivability of these web3 communities uh, i think it makes it a lot easier for web3 communities to actually thrive um, they tend to kind of just spawn and then fizzle out in most places in cosmos but i think that they can actually survive here so we made Architect uh, not as just a, a run-of-the-mill NFT or DAO tooling platform, but to try and shift it in a direction to really take advantage of all these things that Archway has to offer and make sure that these Web3 communities can actually survive uh, instead of just fizzling out. Yeah, it's really interesting economic model specifically with Archway. And uh, I know that our guys, we're, we're a pretty big infrastructure heavy team and we get excited about really low level infrastructure. So when we saw the Archway gas module started to be developed, we got really excited about that and the way that you can kind of have creators of specific smart contracts on a blockchain actually get rewarded in a little bit more of a sustainable manner rather than kind of having to build a business model on top of the gas payments that are already there. It's, it's really nice. It's streamlined. It makes sense. It's, it's pretty cool from that side of things. So, uh, so we've been following your journey for a while and that's kind of why I know Jaden's kind of been in your ear quite a bit trying to figure out different ways that we can integrate to bring decentralized data storage to the NFT space so we can have um, everything be truly decentralized. Number one, have it a little bit more sustainable, save some money, all that good stuff. But um, where you guys have been is you you built this application, and from my understanding, what you guys have right now is just purely NFTs. But I'd love to hear about your thoughts of what are the other kind of features that you're excited for, what's coming next, and, and why they're in, important in in your mind. Yeah, so there's a whole host of things that are going to be coming along the way. Um, as you mentioned, we already have NFTs up. Uh, we've actually been expanding that and creating a bunch of different minting styles for different purposes. So you have uh, your classic like one of one mints. Uh, we just integrated with Noas recently. We're going to be um, in a Twitter space with them uh, next Tuesday as well. They allowed us to use their chain to make a, a random uh, minting. Um, which uh, a lot of people are going to be used to from other chains. However, this one is uh, entirely Web3, so you don't have to rely on anything um, Web2 based to get that uh, random number generation. Um, and then we also have this thing called the copy mentor, which is going to be used for things like ticketing, badges, stuff like that. We're actually going to be introducing a system in the near future which is going to uh well have, have you ever heard of token proof it's um essentially a way to prove that you have an nft uh, have with a little not. qr code i have not i haven't i haven't ventured that far into the nft space yet but i'd love to hear more okay okay so token proof exists on ethereum um and what it is is just this little thing that lets you prove that you have an nft by generating a qr code uh, with a signature inside of it. And it just shows you own something, right? Um, in a way that you can prove to someone uh, in person, like by scanning that code. Um, what we want to do is we want to set that up with the copy mentor so you can actually have uh, ticketing for events with NFTs very, very easily. Um, and then you can just scan that QR code that is generated when you're at the event, proving that you actually do own that NFT ticket and, uh, you know, pro just processing it normally. Um, so that's going to be coming soon. Uh, we also have some crazy things in the works like um, a, a lending system for NFTs. So you can actually lend out your NFTs for interest and then people can 
have access to those gated communities that that NFT um, might have access to, or you know whatever features it has, you're going to have access to that, um, and you can generate interest on lending those out. Uh, and then you can also um, create bonds for those lending positions as well. But th th this is like later, later stuff. Uh, in in the nearer future, um, we're going to be introducing DAOs. Uh, is pretty much just click uh click and start DAOs, uh like just a bunch of check boxes stuff like that to figure out what features you want how you want it set up and it's going to be super easy um it's going to launch alongside a uh, an nft collection as well so you just can integrate them right from the get-go or if there's another nft collection that's out there that you want to have as your governance token you can just select that instead um but uh, it's designed to be as easy as possible for everyone to set up. All the contracts are going to um, get set to bring that devenue back over to the DAO treasury. Uh, so that's going to be very easy. That's uh, for the sustainability that we've been talking about. Um, and it's going to be a, a really, really cool uh, just Web3 community starter kit uh, once it's fully fleshed out. Right now it's only NFTs, but the contracts are really made for everything else. It's just tweaking and um, uh, fine tuning on the front end as well. Okay, that's really cool. Well, first, first things first is Devenue. I love that word. Um, <laughs> that's a classic. Um, but <laughs> I think it's not even official, but uh, maybe Eric coined it. <laughs> Eric, Eric has to get out here so we can all just talk about the econ and the Devenue associated with our trade. But that, that's beautiful. Um, the other thing is uh, token gating and having ticketing and things like that, or even DAOs. There's I'm, well, I'm really excited for where Archway is going and what we can do from our side to bringing in um, like a, a physical infrastructure network that's decentralized to that protocol is um, something called account abstraction. And this is this gets really, really interesting when we start to look at DAOs, we start to look at ticketing or you want to have like token gated communities, for example, that have access to specific content um, mm -hmm. and, and managing that with Jackal is pretty interesting where a um, a smart contract can have its own storage account, which is, is something that we haven't really seen yet in in Web three at all, where you can have data in general managed by um, a smart contract rather than being managed by a uh, an individual with a private key. Um, you could also throw multi signature wallets on them, and it's pretty interesting. But um, Jaden, I kind of want to kind of bring you back into the conversation here. Me and uh, me and I guess Lumi from Trevium have been going at it for a little bit, but uh, love to hear where you are right now. Yeah, I think the the thing uh, that Luke said that really stuck out to me was being able to validate who owns what in terms of NFTs. Something I, I've been thinking of is if you ever want to commercialize your NFT, put it on T-shirts, sell it. Um, in any sort of consumer goods, how would I be able to ensure as a buyer that I'm actually uh, buying from the actual owner and the revenue is going towards them instead of someone who's just trying to pass off that NFT as their own. Um, that to me is, is really intriguing. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of a challenge. There, of course, there's, um, all those scams out there nowadays, but, uh, I, I think that, um, we're really coming up on a good solution and it, it goes beyond just um you know selling merch based off of nfts you can have uh like official documents um things like that tickets as we mentioned um and you can prove the authenticity of those things like who issued them who owns them stuff like that in the real world with like uh i i, I i'm going to use the term web 2 usefulness through web 3 like useful to the average everyday person that doesn't understand any of this stuff isn't, you know, in these fields, but you know, they can still find use out of it. Um, I think that's probably the best way to expand uh, web threes instead of just, you know, making more and more of the same stuff, competing with smaller uh, groups of people kind of getting out there and being useful to um, everyone else in the world that has no idea what we're talking about. But, you know, if you make a super useful ticketing system or whatever, or, NFT document storage, um, that's useful to the everyday average person. 
Absolutely. Think about what you can do with supply chain and stuff like that. I know that we've been looking into some things in the supply chain space of document management and document verification, cross borders, stuff along those lines with, with the protocol and leveraging NFTs or leveraging um, content IDs or FIDs as we call them. It's uh, the possibilities are endless. It's that's the beauty of blockchain, right? It's, it's almost like infinite white space where you can just start to, uh, build up the infrastructure and once the infrastructure is there, you can, you can start running with it. Just so everyone else knows, it's also a completely open forum. If you want to come up, you want to chat, uh, it's, uh, we're just hanging out here for, for the majority of this. So feel free to request and we'd be happy to bring you up. Kind of moving, moving forward though. Well, real, real quick, real quick, before I forget, uh, we're going to have to talk after about the supply chain stuff because we have some stuff moving in that or rather we had some stuff moving in that direction um that's left around from some other projects we've been working on and uh, did, we have a lot of smart contracts that are just on our computers and like uh people that we've been talking to things have been kind of on a freeze uh in that aspect but we're going to have to talk after this about the whole supply chain nft thing because that's something we work on as well yeah, that, it's a it's kind of an interesting use case, and there's a it's a, it's a really massive market, but also the infrastructure from these technologies is just great for us. I'd be happy to chat. Um, yeah, so let's uh, let's kind of move along into you guys' understanding of, of the the traditional NFT space and and what made you excited to kind of why would you want to talk to us or, or what was kind of your thought process on using Jackal out of the storage layer. Um, for your application, it would be really fascinating to kind of hear what your thoughts were and why you guys uh, reached out. Yeah, so um, my my thoughts on NFT spaces as they are traditionally are um, kind of bad. <laughs> they need a lot of work, a lot of uh, a lot of tweaking, um, and some revolutionary ideas. And I came where we came to Jackal originally um, with one single idea and came out with a lot more after talking but uh, that first idea was private metadata storage through jackal um so you know having stuff that no one else could see uh, and we started talking with you guys um and came up with a bunch of other things like for example uh the um secure storage of the metadata like let's say uh a chain goes down or some storage system goes down somewhere you've lost that metadata a lot of the time this stuff is stored in web 2 um and things that really can get lost and you know what are you supposed to do your nfts are gone at that point um jackal kind of helps protect against that and that wasn't even a use case we initially considered but um after talking with you guys and it was brought up uh we were like oh my goodness yeah this is uh a fantastic solution so this is something that people complain about all the time like um I think it was crypto is CryptoPunks the one that stored like in a Google Drive somewhere. Like if that Google Drive goes down, everything is just lost. And yeah. you know, <laughs> people use IPFS as well, but IPFS has its own flaws and Jackal seems to be a solution to that as well. Um that's going to be the first thing that we end up integrating into Architect, that secure decentralized storage. Yeah, no, it's a uh, well. I, I know Jaden's kind of been on the growth calls recently, and it's the the common denominator that we hear over and over again is during the bear markets, people's NFTs can disappear, which is uh, which is pretty fascinating. And for everyone listening, I'd love to kind of break this down a little bit on on how can something like that happen. So often the in the metadata on the blockchain itself, so. When you want to store data on a blockchain, you really can only at scale store about the size of a tweet. So we're looking at about a kilobyte of data storage at scale. The interesting thing about this is when you want to have pictures associated with NFTs or tickets, or you want videos or, or anything along those lines, what you have to do is you have to kind of have an identifier or a link in that metadata that associates that NFT with another asset that's sitting somewhere else. The common thing that we all like to do is we use IPFS, which is an awesome discovery layer. The thing about IPFS, though, is it's not a storage layer. And the, the difference between a discovery layer and a storage layer is the discovery layer is an ability to address and identify different media files, for example. But a storage layer is how that media file is actually stored somewhere. 
So often um, when someone's using IPFS, they're often using an Amazon server or a Microsoft server or kind of using an Amazon or Microsoft server through a third-party product like a, a pinning service, for example, for IPFS. The fascinating thing about this is that when you have a centralized choke point of failure like that, that means that the creator or sometimes the NFT marketplace is now custodial of all those media files. And in the event that someone forgets to renew their credit card or uh, in the event that uh, someone, um, God forbid, gets injured or uh, the server gets corrupted or a data center floods or anything along those lines, that means that the media files are gone. So if you haven't right-clicked, saved it on your computer, uh, there's no way to get that asset back. So this is something that we've kind of been hearing. And Jaden, if you want to kind of add how many times we've heard this recently where NFTs have gone missing or what happens if XYZ happens, it's a, it's spooky stuff. And it would be really, really great for us to kind of move in a direction of actually decentralizing that storage layer. And that's kind of the mission of, of Jackal in general. But uh, we're starting to see all the symptoms of it as we continue to develop. In in terms of an addition there, I, I don't know if there's much to add. I'd like to loop it back to what Luke said earlier, because it's something that is the reality of every conversation once we go into it is usually the people that we're speaking with haven't considered it yet. It's not on their radar and it it makes sense. It's unfortunate, but it absolutely makes sense that um, being able to piece this together like that and figuring out why or how potentially these NFTs could go missing might slip through the cracks. So it's a, it's a really interesting use case. We hadn't considered it until we got into uh, you know, five to 10 of these conversations. Um, but in terms of, uh, in terms of making sure that these NFTs go missing as a consumer, um, you know, if I'm paying whatever I'm paying, even if it's a couple of bucks for an NFT, I would want to make sure that I actually own it. It's, uh, it's kind of the point. So it's, it's a really interesting use case for us. Um, and we're excited to start doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay finally have uh, nfts cease being a frankenstein between web 2 and web 3. <laughs> yeah it's uh it's it's always interesting and it, it's the love for cosmos right now for decentralized physical infrastructure networks in general and how they're starting to be utilized the cash is doing awesome stuff right now with ai and, and running llms in, in different uh different language models or even stable diffusion right now is the last thing that I saw that they're doing. It's uh, we're excited for the infrastructure to finally catch up to where web three is from a user experience perspective and the different applications that we have running. And it's, it's just a matter of time, but it's happy, happy that we had this bear market almost to build these, the infrastructure needed for that next step into decentralization and self custody and having, um, permissions on things using the blockchain itself. It's uh, it's pretty fascinating, not to mention IPC, interchange, smart contracts, account extraction. I can go down the list of everything that's been built during this bear market and kind of leading into hopefully, which will be the uh, the next step for blockchain tech. And uh, we, we're happy to hear that you guys are, are taking a step in the right direction and looking to decentralize that infrastructure. It's really put a smile on our face and we started talking with you guys, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, and it's been fantastic, you know, collabing and speaking with you guys, because there's a lot of stuff that we don't even consider that you guys are keenly aware of in your field. And then things that, you know, you might not be aware of that we are. Um, and that's it, it's what makes collaboration great. Like everyone has different viewpoints um, and different problems that they're addressing on a day to day basis. And uh, you get to learn, you know, what needs what what the what the community at large really needs um, that maybe you just haven't encountered yet? Yeah, it's, uh, it's where we are the nerdiest infrastructure layer type guys, that's for sure. Um, just so everyone else knows, it's completely a free form. If anyone wants to come up and chat, I know Eric's here, I know Ken's here, Wendy, if you want to come up, feel free. Um, outside of that, let's um let's kind of talk into where your head's at right now, like the macro environment of crypto and, and where you think we're going, what, what's next in, in your perspective, how are you feeling right now in, during this market? How are you feeling and what's next? How are you feeling about uh, where Archway is going? And it seems like you guys have like a hundred different applications that are coming out. I was speaking with Griffin a few days ago, but I'd love to kind of hear your perspective of the space and how it's rapidly evolving. 
yeah, I was actually surprised how quickly DAP started going up on Archway. Um, I haven't seen that with uh, a lot of other chains. Uh, mostly it's a very, very slow start, but Archway really just popped off from the very beginning, uh, which is fantastic. Love it. Um, I think that, uh, you know, as, as grueling as bear markets are, I think that we're going to come out of this um, much better than we went in. Uh, going in, it was a lot of hot air, uh, especially in the NFT space, you know, just like monkey pictures, things like that, which, uh, you know, that that's great. Enjoy your monkey pictures. But um, I think that, uh, as I alluded to earlier, the best way that we can really advance the Web3 space is by getting into these um these web two use cases and applying web three to them to fix issues. Um, you know, things that the average everyday person is concerned with, you know, maybe, um, maybe a couple average people are, uh, you know, concerned with DeFi and, you know, decentralized banking and stuff like that, but not really that many, a lot more concerned with ticketing, um, things like that, uh, document storage, and I think that we're going to come out of this bear market with the uh, the infrastructure to be able to support that. And it's going to be a rapid expansion once we start bringing in those uh, those normies into the space. And they don't even really need to know that it's Web3. Um, they just need to know this thing works. Uh, and don't look behind the curtain. It, it just works. And it's Web3 back there behind the curtain. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. It's uh, that, that's the one thing that when we so our, our a lot of our team come from like this digital forensics background, as, as we've said a few times. But the the thing that really clicked for us is using a blockchain um, to increase cybersecurity posture, which is pretty fascinating. It's not something that people usually think about when it comes to blockchain. A lot of people think of um, obviously crypto or, or uh, monkey JPEGs, as you said, but the the ability to use the blockchain as a permission system for things it's at the end of the day it's just a distributed ledger so it's a fancy excel spreadsheet that's verifiable by any computer anywhere in the world which is beautiful in its own right of course but the using it for ways outside of finance and and into other specific industries whether it's a supply chain as we were talking earlier or whether it's um the one thing that i've been looking at recently is mergers and acquisitions data rooms where you can this is this is crazy to me as as we start to figure this out. But on, on a using kind of Jackal as like a uh, as an infrastructure layer for the data storage, and I want to share like let's say a petabyte of, of data with another person anywhere in the world. The same thing that the blockchain can be used for finance, where you can send infinite amount of Bitcoin anywhere in the world for a few cents, right? You can do the same thing with files now. So you have the ability to send petabytes of information anywhere in the world without any middlemen, um, where only two people in the entire world have access to that file. And it's, it's provable. It's secured by a blockchain with dis distributed validators that kind of participate in, in our case, kind of make consensus. But where we're going is, is pretty fascinating from a cybersecurity perspective, in my mind. Um, that's kind of where we like to we like to build in that direction and try to figure out if we can build products that can hook into things like um, we have a co-op student right now that's working on a HubSpot integration, which is pretty interesting. Um, so you can protect all your CRM data using Jackal in case anything happens to your HubSpot environment. And that can be copy and pasted across all kinds of different things. Um, other use cases is obviously we're building our API right now for easy integration, but I love to see how the space is starting to evolve more and more down the road with real world assets starting to implement things for like what we're doing for cybersecurity, what you guys are saying for ticketing, things along these lines where they were a little bit underdeveloped in the last cycle, in my mind at least. And um, it's really, it seems like in the last cycle, it was so much euphoria and people were taking like the path of least resistance to the most amount of money possible, which was an interesting situation. But I'm really excited for this next stage where we have the infrastructure, we're starting to build really interesting things. And we have this, um, this unique ability where we have this infinite buying space and we can apply it to many, many different industries. It's exciting times. Yeah. Um, and what... It's it's unbelievable like how many things can actually be fixed through blockchain that 
are no one really considered like, well, I guess the words I'm looking for are, uh, <laughs> these things are problems, but there are problems that people have just started to accept. Um, and mm, blockchain fixes a lot of those, uh, everyday issues that people don't really think about anymore. Like they've become blind to them. Um, one of them, uh, on the, on the, the data storage level, this is something that I actually became interested in, uh, when I was first working on smart contracts on secrets is medical data. Um, I don't know if you guys know, like how often medical data gets like breached and, uh, and stolen, but, uh, it's a very, very common occurrence. And that stuff is worth a lot of money. Like there's a ton of attackers that are going after it all the time. Um, you can yeah. really do some good stuff with it, with, uh, with blockchain and decentralized storage. You're 100% correct. I know, um, I think Bell's here. Um, yeah, Bella's here. She's, uh, I know she's been thinking about this for a while and we're trying to figure out ways to become compliant from a HIPAA compliance area where we have to kind of create subnets, but you're 100% correct. There's all kinds of, um, interesting uh, story. Actually, I was, I was speaking with, I live in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada, where we're kind of like the nation's capital here. So we have lobbyists running around all the time. I was speaking with a lobbyist that was talking about they had an issue with the eel supply chain. So <laughs> apparently in Canada, the, the most expensive fish per kilogram is eels. And uh, it's interesting. I never knew that. But the issue with the eel supply chain is the barrier to entry to fish these eels is pretty much all you have to do is go to the dollar store, get a little net, put it in the river, and then just fish the eels. Um, and then as long as you have the distribution to get it overseas into Asia quick enough on ice, then you have this infinite money glitch, apparently. So they're having this issue trying to figure out a way that they can increase the security around the supply chain of these eels and make sure that everything that is put into the supply chain is verified using some sort of technology. And I started recommending blockchain to him and hopefully... Uh, this goes somewhere because I'd really be happy to start to see this technology integrated in a bunch of different places. But think about voting systems. You said healthcare data, supply chain management, digital identity management, like certifications, real estate. Like we can go down the down the list. Energy grid management. Like we can. It's it's literally infinite blank space, and it's really exciting times. Um, just want to reiterate: if anyone wants to come up and chat, uh, feel free to request. We'd love to have you up here. But um, yeah, it's kind of where my head's at right now. And I'm excited to continue to build the infrastructure. My mouth is almost watering just listening to all <laughs> those applications. I, I want to build all of them. I, I, this, is, this is what I live for. I love building this stuff. Yeah, well, it's uh, that's the best part. And the, the greatest part is this open source ethos that um, a lot of people are, are building open source so we can collaborate and we can continue to push the boundaries of what's possible um, at like breakneck speeds. Um, watching Sui, they just came up with their uh, their blockchain, and those block times are bananas. Um, I, I know that the centralized validator said a little bit, but it is completely bananas what they're doing over there. It's pretty pretty fascinating. Who is that? Uh, what was the name of them? C. I said Sui, but I meant C. Uh, I think they're um, they're a Cosmos SDK chain that is kind of optimized for finance, like financial transactions and stuff like that. And they're they're getting like half second block times, which is nuts. Same thing with uh, those move blockchains too. Um, it's a bunch of face ex Facebook guys that spun off and they started building uh, Aptos and Sui, which are uh, it's it's fascinating the Narwhal and Tusk consensus mechanism. But uh, it, it's just crazy the innovation that's happening and the pace of innovation. It's it's hard to keep up. That's for sure. Uh, have you seen Injectives uh, auto executing smart contracts? I have not. No. They're okay. They're pretty cool. Um, it's something that I complain about on a regular basis. The fact that, you know, you can't just set timers in smart contracts. That's amazing. That's amazing. I would love to be able to set timers in smart contracts. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, yeah. Well, you could probably set a timer in a smart contract based on block time, maybe. Uh, uh, but yes, but it won't auto execute. Like you have to, um, you have to call a function from some front end somewhere with JavaScript or CLI or whatever to get it to work and oh, then like test the block time. And then if the block time has passed something, then you can get something to happen, but you can't get it to do it by itself. That's, that's really fascinating because we were working um, our, our block time since we have um, like our blocks are full, full and 
honestly, God bless all of our validators because they're absolute troopers. We're really pushing the limits of what's possible with this tenement consensus and, and our validator said. But um, our blocks get really large because currently we actually have a proposal going up to fix this with consensus spheres. I want to say uh, hopefully it'll be ready by next week. It's six, five days from yesterday. So hopefully we're, we're going to be upgraded pretty soon to kind of reduce bandwidth on our validators. But our blocks get really large sometimes um, because we have oodles and oodles of transactions of storage providers proving that they still have files all the time. And uh, it, it's trying to use block times as a timer for different things. We were trying to get an upgrade out, but it kept on getting pushed a little bit and a little bit each day because the blocks started to bloat more and more and more. And it's just weird things like that when you're trying to get a get a true sense of time in this space. It's it's fascinating stuff. Yeah, time is time is pretty funky. Um, I've been told that. Uh, I haven't seen this personally, but theoretically, uh, you can get times that actually aren't accurate. Um, like block times just aren't provably accurate uh, from what I've heard from other engineers. That's like, true, yeah. Yeah, they'll, they'll be, they end up being accurate a lot of the time, but there's no way to verify it. Yeah, you usually work on like an average block time when you're trying to like gauge upgrades or you're trying to gauge different things. For us, at least, I, I don't know if there's another team that operates on a different um, different source of truth of time, I guess is a good way to put it. But uh, we, we operate on block times. And I know the average block times of our blockchain is about six seconds. And I think that's pretty standard across the Cosmos ecosystem. But sometimes mm -hmm. um, we'll have like a... 15 second block because we have so many transactions jammed in that block. It's uh, it's interesting stuff. Yeah. What are you guys going to be doing for uh, scalability in the near future? Do you have any updates coming out? Yeah. Um, so we are working on, well, Marston, uh, he is right now, he's in Italy. Um, he's kind of like pretending to be on vacation while still working as we all do. Um, but what he was working on is this thing called consensus spheres. So what consensus spheres does is right now, the way that our blockchain is set up to prove that someone continues to have a file, which is really important, right? Because you don't want your files to just go poof and disappear on you. So what we do is we have three times redundancy and we have something called the Jackal proof of persistence protocol. And what this does is every X amount of blocks, every single file on the network has to get checked to make sure that uh, three storage providers continue to have that file. So what will happen is the, uh, the validators will go to the storage providers and be like, hey, um, you got to prove that you have this file. And then what will happen is the storage provider takes like an encrypted one kilobyte chunk of that file and then prove it to the validator. And the validator goes, okay, you still have the file. That means that you get to keep your storage contract and you continue to get paid. That is how Jackal has been running mostly. But the thing is, is that um, Jackal kind of experienced pretty rapid growth. <laughs> so we have this situation where um, the proofs of the files are transactions and the proofs of the files um, kind of bloat the blocks. And it's not only not really great for the validators, but it's also not really great for the block times and the, um, the efficiency of the blockchain. So the way that we tried to fix this is instead of submitting proofs to the blockchain, what the storage providers are going to do is they're going to come to consensus amongst themselves and then submit attestations to the blockchain. So the way that this happens is a, um, let's say six storage providers gang up on one storage provider and say, hey, you have to prove that you have this file. What that provider will do is it'll, it'll send one kilobyte chunks to all these different uh, other storage providers. They will verify amongst themselves whether or not that that um, storage provider still has that file. And then when it is thumbs up, then they submit attestations to the blockchain saying that, yes, this person still has a file. This is like infinitely more scalable rather than doing everything. It's like off-chain verification for a consensus of the files being there and then submitting attestations to the blockchain rather than doing the consensus on the validator set. So it's it's an off-chain scalability mechanism, but it still is verified by the blockchain. If, if that makes any sense, I'm probably just rambling at this point, but I'm trying my best here. 
no worries. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, that's that's awesome. And uh, yeah, when you guys start coming out with that, um, it's going to make a lot of these um, these applications that we've been talking about significantly easier because the market for those are huge. There's going to be a lot of users using a lot of data and uh, you're going to need every ounce of efficiency that you can get once we start delving into those areas. Oh, one bajillion percent. I just uh, posted from my account. I'm um, Patrick.Jackal on Twitter, and that's the blog for the hyperscaling consensus spheres. If anyone really wants to dig deep and, and learn about what's going on there. I know we have one request. Eric. Eric's coming on down right now. Hi, Eric. Hey, guys. What's up? Enjoying the conversation. Been in my car for a while. Just wanted to chime in a little bit about the block time thing. You guys get back there. Yeah, 100%. I love your insight. Uh, yeah, so ABCI++, uh, kind of like 2.0, the new upgrade that's scheduled, I believe, currently for January, the, the things could always be delayed in the SDK, um, is going to make it possible to fix it. So that that doesn't fix it, but it makes it possible to fix it. And like I know the like Phylabs team has already been working really hard on um, on using what that's going to enable to have definitive block times and auto-implementation stuff like uh, there. So. I can't promise that everything's possible, but definitely there will be like time factored directly into the block time. So it will no longer be like, oh, at this block, probably Wednesday night, uh, we'll have an upgrade. Instead, it'll be like, hey, the first block after seven o'clock p.m. We'll have we'll have the upgrade and you can monitor things based on time a lot better. That's pretty cool. Awesome. Well, that is really cool. What's uh, what's the latest on your end, Eric? I know you've been working hard on Astro Vault. You guys have a billion things that are going on over there too. I'd love to hear. Uh, we can turn this into a little bit more of a open ended space now that we've uh, we've done about fifty minutes of this. Thanks, man. Been loving you guys talk to. No, we uh, we got the MVP out. Now it's all getting set up for token launch. Getting ready for some more listings and uh, yeah, starting to scale and drive the message home. And uh, I believe you guys are going to be launching an NFT collection on uh, Architect uh, Quantum Club, is it? I've heard that rumor. I also heard that Quantum Club will be sponsoring NFT Nashville. So, hmm. Ooh, interesting indeed. Yeah. Uh, any information that you want to leak about that? We, we've, I know we've had a Twitter space about it before, but uh, anything new coming up that uh, you can reveal? Uh, yeah, it's, I mean, the art's pretty. Uh, you know me, I'm always way more about the utility and doing new and cool shit. Uh, I, I'm really about, you know, holding the NFT and being able to use Astro Vault without paying for gas. Uh, equipping the NFT to get boosted APR yield. Um, different types of governance share. Like, there is a lot of really, really cool utility that we can provide all types of NFTs. Um, and we will provide tons of different NFTs, but this is our core one to give everything to all the time. Fantastic. Yeah, I'm really excited for it. And um, reminder, if there's like any functionalities that you're looking for on Architect that we don't currently provide, um, one of the reasons that we set up private chats with everyone who's looking to launch on us is that if there's something they really need and it's something that we can do, we're going to push an update to make that happen. Um, so it's a uh, launching on Architect is a very hand-holding uh, experience. Uh, we try and make sure that you have everything possible to make your project a success. And that goes for anyone else uh, outside of Quantum Club as well. Like any collection, we do that same thing with. Dude, the best thing about getting actual business taking place in Web3 is the actual like customer service side of it. Uh, you guys have been, and I know will continue to be absolutely fantastic. And we're stoked to do all kinds of, all kinds of stuff with Architect. Thank you very much, sir. Uh, pleasure working with you. We're with that said, um, are you guys permissionless still, or are you permissioned in that? Or are you just basically saying you will give that kind of white glove um, experience to any project, even if even if they just join permissionlessly? Uh, so Architect is permissionless right now. Anyone can launch with any of our mentors. Um, everything is public use. Uh, however, if you want to get that white glove experience, hop in our Discord server. Talk to one of us, uh, tell us about your NFT project, 
and we'll set up a private channel within that server just with uh, our team and your team. And we'll go through, you know, whatever you need, whatever you need help with. If you need an update pushed, um, we'll get to work on that update. Uh, I know uh, Aplandia actually had us push out a lot of updates over the past couple of weeks. Um, so that was that was fun. That was like um, probably about half of the uh, the coding that we've been doing recently uh, was just getting all the features that they need for uh, their own launch. And um, they're, they're, I mean, those features aren't just going to be for their launch, like they're public for everyone. Um, but uh, they were you know, their suggestions, we added them, and now anyone on the platform can use them. Awesome. And and do you guys plan to do any sort of like um, verified collections or um, any way to kind of separate the, I guess, some, because I just noticed from some other marketplaces, when they are permissionless, it can start to get really cluttered and crowded. Um, have you guys kind of thought about how you'll prevent that? or Or do you mind even having that? Uh, so we do have like, uh, we have a couple things. Um, we have a system to sort like collections that we want to feature specifically, uh, popular uh, collections as well. Um, we also have something that's going to be introduced once our, uh, our DAO factory is complete and integrated, where you can actually... Um, it, it's something that costs uh, a number of tokens. We haven't decided on the pricing yet, but you can pay to be featured to be on the front page of Architect, essentially. Uh, you're going to be considered like a partner with Architect. Um, you provide that payment. We're going to put you on the front page so we know that you're like legit and verified, kind of like how you have to pay like $8, what is it, $8 a month for Twitter Blue to be verified. Um, it's going to be kind of like that, but for NFT and DAO collections. Okay, I, I like that. Just because, yeah, I know it can it can start to get really um, crowded when when you're looking through collections. So it's nice to have some filters, but always nice to be able to still find some gems in there. So, but no, I guess um, with that said, I know you guys are permissionless, so it could happen anytime. But in terms of like teams you're talking to, I mean, I guess how many teams are you guys kind of working with right now on collections and? Do any of them have any particular um, launch dates that they've mentioned? Uh, I think we're working with about five teams right now. Um, I don't think I'm allowed to mention launch times. They'll they'll be mentioning launch times themselves, uh, but they are coming up in the near future. I can say that. Super exciting. I'm. Uh, who who's making these Archie's NFTs? I see they're lurking in the comment section. All is that just like the official Archway NFT? No. It is. We are working on it. Um, uh, there's like a few different contributors to it. It's not going to be like necessarily the like Archway's official, but it'll definitely be a collection that's going to be very tied to the branding and um, be a cool way for people to, I guess, show off like one of the unique collections that's really going to be related to Archway and unique to Archway. So um, unofficially yeah. official. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. Yeah. In a way. It's, that's uh, a classic. That's a exactly. Classic. There, we, there's a core contributor who's working on it, but then there's also a few other um, contributors who are not part of the actual um, file labs or even Archway ecosystem that are contributing as well. So it's kind of a mixed bag, but so unofficially official, as you mentioned. That's fun. That's, that's a lot of fun. We were thinking about doing a collection. We ran a poll the other day and people were saying Jacqueline needs an NFT collection. So we'll, we'll be in touch trying to figure out where, where the best place to uh, to get Number one, we have to figure out who's going to make the art because we're not really from the NFT space. So we don't really know many people that are the artists. I uh, I volunteer as tribute. Yeah, <laughs> and I'd be happy to help uh, coordinate with some people um, to help with that if you'd like. So uh, uh, definitely DM me and we can figure some things out. And I actually have some probably ideas of how that those NFTs could have some utility that ties back to Jackal. So. Yeah, there's a ton of different ways we can have utility. The one thing is I just really want um, the art to be either fun. I don't know if we want to go like PFP based or, or what it should be. It's just still an open conversation in the community right now. Awesome. Well, yeah, no, definitely, definitely reach out um, and we can help coordinate some things with you um, just with finding the right people to either whether that's an artist or someone who can do some of the development work. But I definitely think there's a great place to launch them. Um, under the name of architect so yeah i've been hearing good things about those guys yeah, never met them. 
<laughs> that's a lot of fun anyways guys um if anyone else wants to kind of come up and chat feel free uh it's, it's open stage right now we're just hanging out at this point there's a lot of cool people in here i'm just going through the list now i uh, know yeah ethan ethan's probably hard at work right now got scott this, this, this is a great one yeah it's, it's fun to see that the, even though we're in the midst of i would say like it feels like the worst part of the bear market um even though maybe that was a, a little bit before but from my engagement i would say right now um it's cool to have this many people who are actually engaged and listening and uh kind of still participating in the ecosystem um, the users are at a premium right now and it's cool to have a really tight-knit group of people who are still in the cosmos still part participating still using the apps and kind of just waiting for that that next wave um really encouraging stuff no, it's great. It's, it's great for sure. We've been we've been blessed by the unique amount of different teams. I want to interview with Jacko as well. It's a uh, it, it's because we're we're more on the obviously we have a B two C product uh, being our cloud product where people kind of use Jacko like a Dropbox. But we also have um, we've been really crushing in the B two B two B space as well. I know Jaden, Jaden, if you want to talk about that, it's it's. We're almost running out of apps in Cosmos to that have meaningful off-chain data. It has been pretty crazy stuff. Yeah, it's been it's been great. Um, it was something when I when I first came on board about eight months ago. I re I remember we were trying to get into conversations with traditional businesses, and I come from a traditional business outreach front. Um, but the difference between the reception. Um, between traditional businesses and the Web3 community. Um, it's it's great to see from somebody who stepped into well, yeah, it for the first time. Patrick, you got to let us know when you guys are dropping a, a Jekyll NFC collection. I'm getting in. Up, <laughs> <laughs> We're getting you guys boosted APR. <laughs> this, should all, this should all flow great because then kind of like for the more retail side of it, what we want to do is like, hey, have an NFT of the month, people will cycle through, but that works perfectly with what um, with what architect wants to do with like lending NFTs, you're like, Oh, I don't want to buy it. I just want to earn higher APR for a month. So it spikes up lending. Like all of this is made possible through like what's available through Jackal storage. It's uh, I think we're building a, a decent powerhouse here, man. Yeah. One hundred percent. hundred percent. It's a, it's, it's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of fun just integrating and, and just trying to find unique, uh, it's from our ethos and our thought processes, uh, blockchain products do really well in confluence and interoperability. And this is probably one of the best ecosystems to do both of those things. To be honest, I'm just happy that that people are starting to realize the benefits of what you guys are providing, because I know when I first learned about the kind of what you guys were doing at Jackal, it really hit home because of the idea of like, this has real world use, um, even outside of like your core blockchain users, or um, I guess like if, if you'd like to call them DGENs, uh, it really has something that can be can translate to a business. Like you talked about data rooms, um, and I and I heard um, Lumi talk about medical records. Like, and I and I know before we've even talked about uh, hosting evidence for trials and things like that. So it's just cool to see stuff being built on the blockchain um, that that has real world utility and can be used outside of you know these very specific application types that we're seeing right now, um, like NFTs, DeFi. Although they're great for that as well, it's just cool to see that we're getting that cross into the uh, more traditional type businesses. You're 100% you're correct. And it's um, it's just a really, really big engineering feat and it just takes a while to get there. Um, we're launching about three products coming up. We have Stratus, which is just like a Web2 API to just throw data at an API and it just gets stored on Jackal for kind of like a Web2.5 bridge. I don't know if anyone's like familiar with Pinata or Infura or um, Fleek in the, uh, Ethereum ecosystem, but it's kind of similar to that where it's just this Web 2.5 bridge. Uh, the second one is uh, is Radiant, which is pretty cool. So Radiant is perpetual data storage like ARWE. So you can just store data forever, just pay once, set it and forget it. Really great for if you're creating an NFT collection, for example, and you just want to make sure that your data never, never goes anywhere. That's another great use case. And the third is Byte Bunker. And uh, I know Max, we're talking about uh, real world use cases. So what ByteBunker does is it integrates with like platform APIs. So 
if you have like HubSpot or MailChimp or anything along those lines, we're able to integrate there and have automated backups. So it, it's we're really excited to get to that stage. It's just like day by day, just pushing uh, the engineers over at Jackal Labs just get 1% better and get 1% closer to that Web 2.5 bridge and just actually bringing value to things that are outside of Web 3 as well. It's, it's exciting times. But at the end of the day, the most beautiful and sexiest way to use Jackal is either through interchain accounts, which is awesome because everything is just on chain and everything inter interoperates the way they're supposed to. It's that's the best way to, to use it where you have cross chain smart contracts, you have interchain accounts, uh, Axler GMP if you want to use Jackal and EVM chains. We're pretty close to getting that up and working. We just need the Cosmosm bindings to get finished. Um, but it's uh, it's just day by day, just. Uh, it's it's just like building a tech startup is just chewing glass and staring into the abyss but we're getting there we're getting there pretty quickly how large is your tech team uh right now we have everyone in total is about 16 uh, including contractors oh man i'm i'm a little bit jealous ours is only uh two people me and ziff yeah but uh it, it's you guys just punch them over your right class though that's it <laughs> <laughs> we, we we don't sweep at night that's how we manage it yeah <laughs> You're, you're just doing the work of four engineers. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, the, that's, that's the thing. No, it's, uh, we, we've been pretty, pretty lucky to get to this point. Uh, we're just a really tech heavy team. So it's just myself and Jaden here working on the BD front. Anyways, um, I'm going to have to run guys to another meeting, but, uh, if anyone has any last things to kind of share before we end this on a good note, this is a really good space. We've almost been talking here for about an hour now. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, like, thank you so much for, uh, for making this happen. Um, and also like collaborating with us as well. Like the use cases are fantastic. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. Oh, and always thank you for just early adopting new technology and just making sure that you have the most decentralized storage layer for the NFT space. Um, it's exciting. Everyone at Archway, honestly, has been really, really nice to us. And uh, Eric, you've been great. Max, you've always been great to us. Um, spoke to Griffin the other day. He's awesome. It's uh, it's really really great to have such a just the the confluence between the two spaces is, is really nice, and I think we just provide immense value to each other. So always happy to continue, and always happy to keep working with you guys. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, definitely a symbiotic relationship, and yeah, we appreciate everything you've got you guys have done as well. Um, and and really working with our app teams to to give them a place that they can have decentralized storage. So. Uh, definitely feeling is mutual guys so i appreciate you putting on this space and, and doing a great job hosting it and having great conversation for everyone so hope to hope to do it again with y'all uh, that's, that's great and uh, you as well eric awesome to chat um yeah that's the best part of a building jackal is uh <laughs> is we don't really compete with anyone head to head so we just get to be friends with everyone <laughs> teamwork makes the dream work exactly exactly anyways guys i uh, really appreciate it um where i'm gonna end this now but thanks for coming by and uh Okay. See you next week, honestly. All right. Bye, everyone. Thanks for coming. Motherfuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey. What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve. Mentality stuck in the burbs. I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works. And we'll see what other kinds of trash is under the dirt. We rape them under the earth. Sit and wonder about the worth and plate. Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served. Motherfuckers walking around here looking faceless. Trying to make a living selling friendship bracelets. Dead ends dragging out the max amount of payments. Red down days. Got them acting all bankless. Yo, fam, what? Check these token knocks. They probing this bear, flexing broken honest. I had to lay my soul down. I'm just roasting knotters. And then to end a long day, 11 bowls of chronic. Never known the politic. I was born to frolic. It's been my policy to pollinate all over the plot. We got a lot of apologists jumping in at the top. We like to measure their velocity before they hit rock bottom. Over the impossible loss. It's all moss. And I'm liking the odds. Bond doing the morning, forming mycological bonds. Click the cap, yo. The road is highly involved. Flip a coin, diary falls. Motherfuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy. Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey. What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve. Mentality stuck in the burbs. I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works. And we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt. We rape and plunder the earth. Sit and wonder about the worth and play. Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served. Trying to figure out the max amount of dinner. Lay stacked and non-toxic. Just
to get a better place Smacking on the hostage Like this shit is played for keeps Clowns, white knight, and all these Maybellines They call it implausible When model after model keeps on Ripping off the coat and going full throttle beats Tearing apart your community All these low-hanging fruits Bearing zero liquidity Got a planet in reach Coming standard to each I'm on the back ten stargazing after the siege Commanding all the management to grab a few seats And then we'll round up the beasts And send a messenger east Y'all better sign a release when I'm bumping these beats Hands up if I got motherfuckers drumming the streets Yo, we got a few dubs, we got a couple defeats And if you're coming for the king, you better have some of each Motherfuckers fuckers screaming out loud looking for mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the verbs I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt We rape and blunder the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Ten spaces.